Well, Logan, everyone, welcome to the Red and White Authority. This is episode 106. It is always the Red and White Authority is brought to you by Labatt Blue. Any day of the week is a great day for Labatt Blue, and it's also a great day for Red Wing hockey, especially enjoying that Labatt Blue after a nice Red Wings victory. But as always, we ask you to drink Labatt Blue premium beer responsibly. And with that said, let's welcome in our guest for episode 106. Uh, no stranger to this program, Sean Horkoff, the Director of Player Development for the Detroit Red Wings. Sean, always great to have you on. Thank you for taking some time out. No problem, Art. Thanks for having me. Uh, I want to start off, we do a blog series called Taking Flight. We have four prospects who have chronicled their life from basically October through today. And I want to ask you about those four guys first, and then we'll go into the prospects. We only have Sean for a limited time, so I'm going to rush through. I know most of you are wondering, I can't believe you're going to rush through anything, but, <laughs> but we're definitely going to do that. Um, uh, let's start off first with... Uh, uh, the guy who kind of helped me come up with this idea was Jack Adams, sophomore at Union College. His team was eliminated in the uh, by Cornell in in in, in his uh, 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 conference playoffs. Uh, Jack seems to have had a pretty good sophomore season. He's big. He scores goals. Uh, where is Jack at right now? Um, he had a great year. I think he uh, he doubled his goal total from 4 to 10, uh, almost doubled his point total from 13 to 22. But I think even more importantly, as he come, he's came a long ways, um, you know, mentally and maturity, obviously going through with what he did with his brother last year right. in the offseason. Uh, it was a tough, tough thing for any person to deal with, any kid to deal with. But the way he handled it was so impressive to me. Um, he was able to kind of uh, not push it aside, but be able to separate uh, grieving and, and the feelings that he had, obviously being really close to his brother, but finding a way to, 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 to push it aside when he was at the rink. Uh, you know, and at times almost make, make, use it to therapeutically to, to, to get a little bit of a, uh, of a relief from it. But he was, like I said, I, I didn't know how it was going to go early in the season, but he responded fantastically, got to a great start. He's a big kid. Um, you know, we're working on some things that he's going to need to improve on for the pro game, uh, but that's the benefit of college. You have some time to do that. Right, and I, I you know, I asked uh, uh, Jeff Blaschel's question about Tara Hirose, who we're going to talk about, uh, is that truly, and I think Jack is in this case too, uh, and I have nothing against the Canadian Hockey League or junior hockey. Let's, let's just make that straight right away. But some guys do need maybe that four years, and they can develop in four years, and when they step into their professional life, they're older and they're more mature. Jack seems to get that and understand that and is actually looking forward to his junior and senior year. Yeah, it, it all depends who you are as a player. I think, yes, the league's going younger, and yes, there's more and more younger players playing in the league sooner. Um, however, it's still a very small number and very, very small percentage. So right. um, it all depends on what, you know, what type of player. There's benefits to both routes. Um, you know, we've had players that have left one, uh, you know, Chalowski's an example, that left college to go to junior, and that seemed to work out for him. But, you know, my philosophy always is if you're good enough to play, um, you're going to play. You're going to find some way to do it. So, uh, like I said, for some guys it's great because they're ready to turn pro earlier. Uh, for other guys, uh, the, the college atmosphere that gives them more practice time to develop, more, more off time in the, uh, in, in the off season to maybe develop physically as well, uh, there's benefits both ways. Let's go to Giovanni Smith. Uh, 
Started off slowly. I like, I love his attitude. In his powering forward blog, he wrote, listen, I knew that this was going to be a marathon for me, not a sprint. I think he likes it, and this is a testament to you and Dan Cleary and, and Yuri Fisher and the guys in the development department, and they're looking things over. Some guys, you're more hands-on. Some guys, you're more hands-off. He seemed to like the fact that you've read him well enough where you've given him more of his space, and it seems in the second half of the season especially, Giovanni is starting to get it and starting to come on. Yeah. You know, I think with Giovanni, we spent a lot of time with him uh, right from when he was drafted. Um, you know, he was a raw kid, immature kid, um, and there was lots to learn with him. You know, I think a lot of it was consistency and showing up to the rink every night and finding a way to be focused every game. Uh, so I think we spent a lot of time uh, with him early working on those type of things. But with Giovanni, you know, he had a... He, he, he paid the price in the offseason. Uh, he spent a, a lot of time here, spent most of the summer, and, and I think you saw the results of that. He got off to an unbelievable start, was great up in Traverse City, mm -hmm. uh, was great in exhibition season for us. And then I think a little bit of the maturity showed out again where I think he, when he went down to Grand Rapids, he thought it was just going to be easy and it was going to happen for him and all the success was going to come and he was going to be back in Detroit before he knew it. And and, 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 and and away we go. But, um, <clears throat> that that obviously didn't happen, which it doesn't with like, or like it does with most of the players. And I think he got off to a you know a tough start and a, and and, and, a, and a rough first half for what both probably him and, and we expected him to have. Uh, however, you know he recognized it. Uh, he went to work. We've had we spent a lot of time with him down in GR, but at the same time. About Christmas time, we had a real good meeting with him, myself and him. We had a one-on-one -on -one about, you know, I won't really go into what it was about, but <laughs> right, uh, right. everything really, life in general, what he wants, what he, you know, what you want to sacrifice to, to to get to where he wants to be, and and I think he's made huge leaps and bounds in the second half of the season. You know, he's a guy that. Um, is starting to feel more comfortable, and that's what it takes too. It's it's not an easy league. I think most right. most kids think it, it's the minors and it's going to be easy. They're going to come in five six. Well, that's that's actually opposite from the truth. It's not a high scoring league at all. Uh, usually, the top if you're, if you're getting a point a game there, you're one of the top scorers in the in, in the league or close to it. Um, and it's 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 a it's a hard league to, to have success in. So he's going through what what most other young players do, and and. You know, the good thing for Giovanni is since I've been here and, and known him, he's always been a good, real good second-half player. And he's starting to kick in some offense, uh, become more responsibly uh, defensively. Uh, he's earning more trust for the coaches, more ice time. Um, and I'm looking, to, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the playoffs because he's the type of guy that can really bring energy and do a lot of good things in those scenarios. Right, and he was wonderful in the playoffs last year for Kitchener. Yeah, he was amazing, actually. You know, and, uh, there was there was games there as as those series went on as the playoffs went on that he, he he literally won those games by himself. He was a physical force, scoring goals. He was making plays. Uh, he was a pain in the butt to the other team's top players. Um, you know you noticed him every single shift, and and whether it was on in, on the score sheet or not, it didn't matter. It was it was his ability to skate, and use his body, uh, and 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 that's. The type of you know, play that we need of him as a pro. Right, and you know, I, I want to get back. Jack's blog is called "You Don't Know Jack." Giovanni's is powering forward. Our third blogger was just called up to the Red Wings. As a matter of fact, today we're doing this on Monday, April first. No April Fool's jokes going on today. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, is Joe Hicketts? Uh, his blog, Pitbull in a China Shop, yep. has been. Uh, you know, if you could, if he could somehow bottle. His just insightfulness and his attitude, and maybe he does on the ice, but 
I'm happy for Joe. I have to admit. I mean, I'm happy that he's getting that he's getting a call up here. I know there's only three games left, and it's emergency. So, if Danny DeKaiser can play uh, against Pittsburgh, then he's, he then he goes right back to Grand Rapids. But what kind of year has it been for Joe? He got a you know cup of coffee here, yeah. like a lot of young guys did in the beginning, because the blue line was ravaged with injuries. How has his season gone? Uh, it's gone well. You know, I think. Um you know, I, I think self-admittedly, I don't think he, he had the season last year that I, he probably would have wanted to have, especially after the first year getting almost, you know, 35 points um, as a rookie. But this year he's bounced back. You know, I think he found some a commitment to to conditioning and off-ice training this summer. Um, and he came in ready. You know, you could tell. He, he came to camp. He played. Listen, Joe, you never question his work ethic right. ever. You know right. what I mean? And his ability to play physically and his heart, um, his his. You know, his balls, he's like, listen, the guy's blocked shots at, at every single corner. You know what I mean? So I think he's a guy that's going to be very, very, um, you, you can put, he's a guy that, 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 that every team wants to have around. You know what I mean? Um, and so I'm, I'm happy with this second half of the season. I'm happy to see guys like that. They go out there every single night. They give it 100%. They give you every effort. They play hard minutes in hard situations uh, to get rewarded and to get some games up here. Uh, the our fourth blogger from the Q to the D yeah. uh, is uh, Joe Valeno, who had just an outstanding year at Drummondville this year. 104 points in 59 games. People that do read our blog series know that you're in quite a bit of contact with him. At first, Joe didn't want to reveal that, but now you know he he really talks about it. your influence on him, and it may be Danny Cleary as well, but has been profound. I mean, he is very appreciative, and every time we, we talk about the blog, which is each month, he just goes on and on about Sean Horkoff being there for him. Yeah, Joe's been, um, well, there's been a lot of good things for Joe this year, and a lot of uh, success stories, I guess you want to say. I think Joe obviously made Team Canada. That was a goal of his coming uh, at the start of the season. Um, you know, I asked him, we sat down with him, uh, what are your goals for the season? What do you want? To, well, I want to win the scoring. You know, I want to play for the World Junior Team for Team Canada. Okay, well, then we dissected his game. You know, I had to get early in the season. You know, both Dan and I had to get to know Joe as a player. Um, you know, when we get these guys when they're drafted, we don't watch them as much. That's not mm -hmm. our job. You know, right, we're, right. so we don't necessarily know them as well as we need to, or as well as you know to, to do to do our job. So uh, that was the main focus early, and I think with Joe. Uh, early, you know, once we once we did see him, it became, you know, uh, the, I guess like any other skilled player that, that gets a lot of points when they're younger, there were some holes in this game that he needed to improve on in order to, to 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 reach his goals for that year, but also play in the NHL. You know, he had to be stronger defensively. Um, it was a little things. You know, no one questioned his ability to skate. No one questioned his ability to to produce offense. Um, but we wanted to learn the, the the defensive side of the game. You know. Uh, backside pressure, learn the PK, um, be really solid in your in your de in your defensive zone. And to Joe's credit, uh, he 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 put his mind to it. He focused on it, and we spent lots of time with it. And he did. You know, he was able to make the world junior team. Really, as a bottom six forward, a guy that can PK and bring energy, which is something that he had no idea how to do at the start of the season. Mm -hmm. So, to his credit, to make those adjustments that quickly um, is a great sign for us. You know. Because he had exceptional status and played in the Canadian Hockey League and this play, the, the Quebec League uh, at 15, next year he's 19, but he can either he's either going to play in Grand Rapids or he's going to play for the Red Wings. 
Uh, he has yep. pretty much announced his, uh, he's done with the, with the <laughs> Quebec League uh, after 104 point season. Maybe that's the right yep. way. Uh, I know last time we had you on, which was back, I think in September or October, you told me to put the brakes on it because I had Valeno making the team next year at yep. 19 years old. Uh, where is he in his development? Or do you think, you know, listen, the natural progression for him, and because Red Wing fans, you know, he is the hot guy right now. Uh, you know, legitimate shot, and I know you don't like to go this way, Sean, but I mean, has this season given him maybe a little bit more of a heads up that, uh, that he could be wearing the red and white next well, year? Well, he's definitely made a step in the right direction in terms of what things that he's going to have to do to, to play in the NHL. You know, I think he... You have to be responsible. You know, you have, there's very, very few players in the league that survive on pure offense. Right. Um, obviously, Joe has an offensive element. I mean, he led the league in, in points per game, over 40 goals. Um, you know, but but having said that, we want him to turn into a player that we can play in every situation. Last minute of the game, PP, PK, um, play against the other team's top lines, and that takes work. You know, that takes a mental focus. Um, you know, and, and a commitment to, 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 to not just producing points, but, but also taking pride in, in a defensive game. So he has done that this year, uh, but that's at the junior level. You know, playing right. defense and checking against guys in the queue compared to Austin Matthews and Jack Eichel. And down, down you know, right. Patrice Bergeron last night, that's right. a whole different issue. Um, so, yeah, we're absolutely excited for Joe. But at the end of the day, it's going to be up to Joe. He's turning pro. And he's going to have to go out there and prove it against these top players. And is he far away? I don't, you know, I don't think he's far away. But he's going to be ultimately how long it takes for him. He's going to be the person that decides that. And he is a center. There's no question about it. Yep, he's a center for sure. Right. Which, and if you look, if Double A keeps progressing, Dylan's there up the middle. This team could. It looks pretty good if you have. And they're all very, very young players with Athens, CU, Larkin. You know, again, I'm always jumping ahead of myself here. Yeah. Valeno and, you know, heck, Luke is uh, as your fourth line center. I mean, it's pretty good. Um, I want to move on, obviously. Uh, we only have Sean for a, a, a brief period, and I know we got right into it today, and I haven't even asked him about his job and his year and how, you know, you know, does he have enough travel points maybe to take his wife uh, around the world or something? <laughs> but, uh, close, close. Yeah, I, I think you probably do. Um, I want to talk about, and I don't know the last time you were on, I thought I judge, and you know, I judge every college hockey player I see, especially if they play in the Big Ten or the old CCHA, how they perform against Michigan, because yep. I watch Michigan all the time. I thought Tara Hirose was a great player against Michigan. I thought he was also good, and I may have asked you this last time at development camp, where I was surprised because it's all the high-end prospects are there. Mm -hmm. Everybody's there, including the college guy, certainly, and he's a college guy. I was surprised you didn't sign him back then just because I thought he, he was exceptional. He really did stand out. Not that I'm some keen eye for talent, but and I know you're not going to – it almost seems like a gentleman's agreement that, boom, I mean, he was so close you were able to keep contact with him. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not surprised that you were interested in him. I'm not surprised that he was signed by the Red Wings, but he was really. He, how long has he been on your radar? Well, long, for, for I'm a Michigan State Spartan. Yeah, right? no, that so, I know. So for me, know. I'm a little biased, I guess, <laughs> in terms of simply I follow the team. You know, I have mm -hmm. ever since I, I graduated. I follow the team, so I was well aware of Taro. Um, we had local scouts that were well aware of Taro. 
Um, so I think that's what, what kind of started was we, we, we got to get this guy into, into development camp. You know, we liked, uh, obviously he was a smaller player, but we loved his sense, his ability to make plays in tight areas, um, his creativity. He was good in the power play. And there was just a good level of skill there, and his hockey sense was high. So we wanted to get him into development camp, so we were really happy to land him. Um, and then from that development camp, you know, a relationship kind of grew. Um, I kind of kept contact with Terrell. Uh, throughout the years, or throughout throughout last year, just kind of checking in with them, and, and not just him, but obviously the coaches there, right. with Dan up there, right, Dan Cole, um, yeah, because for numerous reasons, you know, just uh, obviously Terrell be one, but just Michigan State guy, and obviously right. interested in what's going on up there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 as the year went on, it became increasingly clear that this was a guy that it was going to be at the top of our list in terms of wanting to sign and. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're just ecstatic that he signed with us, and you can see he's off to a quick start. Uh, and he has hockey sense, and he has some abilities to make plays in tight spaces that uh, not many other people can do. And, and I think that's why you're finding he's been so successful early. And certainly, even though he's not the largest man, but hasn't like Johnny Goodrow and yeah. Alex DeBrincat kind of just blown that whole thing up? 100%. You know, it's, it's, it's turning into a much more... I wouldn't say small men's league because there's still not a ton of them in the game, you know. But but it's turned into a skill a skill game much more, you know. Guys that can skate and play and uh, the the league there's so much the, the, the league is so is so fast now and, and skating is at such a premium that you have to there's less time and space you have to be able to to be good at making first off protecting the puck and also be making good at or good at making plays in tight spaces and he's good at both of those, especially when you're smaller. Are you pleasantly surprised a bit that he has done so well so early? Yeah, I think so. I don't think anyone would have thought he would come in and get a point per game pretty much since right. you know, what, six points in six games. And um, But yes and no, I mean, because he's he has that ability and has that level. You, you never know a player when they first turn pro, are they going to come in, are they going to be wide-eyed and being like, oh, my God, are they going to be watching the players on the ice or are they going to believe they are one of the players on the ice? I mean, that's really what it wow, comes down to, quote. right? Because I remember when I first came in, I I can clearly remember Mary, watching Mary Lemieux. I was on the bench thinking, this is the best, this is the best seat in the house. This is amazing. Mary Lemieux is out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? You I had, didn't have his hockey yeah, card or anything. No, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that was me coming out of college. I mean, yeah. fortunately, it kind of didn't last long. I was able to, to be like, okay, I found a way to, to stay there and, uh, and have success kind of you know, early, which allowed me to play but, and have some belief in myself. <laughs> but, but I remember being like that, and, 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 and usually that's what you get with young guys. It's, it's, it's how quickly, if they have skill, how quickly do they think they feel like they belong and they go out there and play like it. You know, another one, the other college free agent that you signed, a little different player, Ryan Kuffner, not yep. getting as much ice time and yep. as uh, as Hirose is. Uh, yet, you know, I asked him last week, do you feel now added pressure since Taro has come in and kind of lightened it up? And he's, no. I mean, he kind of gets it. He understands exactly where he's at as well. Well, that's pro hockey. There's going to be competition everywhere. Right, it's, it's, right. it's, the, it's the best league in the world for a reason. There's competition with, within your within your own locker room right. and throughout the league. You know, right. I mean, every, everybody wants to play in the National Hockey League. So uh, that's the right attitude to have. You know, he just needs to go out there and focus on what, what's going to make him successful. Um, but I think he's been, he's been doing fine. He's been doing great. He's, he's working hard. He's skating while it's in a different role. Uh, and he's getting comfortable. He's getting comfortable to the league. I think at the end of the day, you know, when guys sign this late in the season, you, you really want them to get a sense. What the, you want them to leave going in the summer going, okay, here's 
what I was kind of good at. Here's what I felt comfortable with. But here's what I really got to work right, on. You know, right. I'm going to have a big off season, unfortunately, playing Detroit. But you know, where am I? Gonna, where's my energy going to be spent? What do I need to focus on in order to? To, to feel more comfortable in those areas come training camp next year. And I think that's what he's feeling, you know, going through right now. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you, I know this is Yuri Fisher's, like, college free agents and just free agents in general spans the globe for them. Uh, when they're close or they target Taro and, and Ryan, do you – Come in too, or have you seen yep. them? Do they ask yeah, you? Yeah, fish. Yeah, yeah. We're all. It's a. It's a. You know, fishes obviously does that, but obviously the scouts and we. You know, even Bear and I. Like when all the guys are out there watching right. games, come up with names. We talk about it nonstop as an organization. Right. Have you seen this player? Have you seen that player? This guy's doing really well. I like this player. Well, you know, so and so likes him. Do you like it? You know, and so, um, fish is great like that. Obviously, you can't be everywhere at once, so you try to use as many of your assets as possible. Um, and then when we try to get down to these guys, yeah, you know, Ryan gets involved and Ken gets involved and Drapes gets involved and the development side gets involved and we put everything we can into, into trying to, 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 to let these guys know what we can offer them as an organization. So um, signing these guys was very successful. We, uh, we had a really good year for that this year. Yeah, I, another guy that was signed uh, out of the University of Maine, I think he was captain the last couple of years, uh, Chase Pearson, who's had some, some issues uh, of his own he had to uh, 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 deal with, uh, but signed in Grand Rapids now, but signed by the Red Wings. And you can only have, like, I think 55 guys under contract. Uh, Chase seems to be, you know, I know it's corny, the good quality character leadership guy that every organization can use. That's exactly what he is. You know, I think he, he's just a, such a fantastic kid. You know, he's, uh, he's got an unbelievable attitude. He's got good size. And he's 6'2". He's almost 200 pounds. He's built like a man already. Um, he had a really good year in Maine this year. Uh, you know, I think he got 16 goals, 30 points. Uh, just a guy that can, you know, like I said, he's a he's a, he's a big body. Uh, he plays, you know, he played net front PP there. He's good in front of the net. Um, he's got, a, you know, he's got a scoring touch, but he's responsible both ways. So um, he's just one of those guys that you like to add to your locker room. You know, he's a, he's a good right. quality teammate. Uh, he does all the things right. Um, he works his, his butt off. And he's just a guy that when you bring him into the locker room, you're you're like, this guy's going to help. When you look at, uh, I guess I should talk to him. I guess he's still a prospect, but of course I had him on the team already this season. But Philip Zadina, uh, what I like about him is his attitude. He kind of gets it. He kind of understands it. He went to GR and wasn't sulking. Yeah. Uh, maybe took him a while to get used to because I think you're right. I think. Whatever league you come from and you go into the AHL, you think the AHL is a glorified league of the league you just came from. That's the furthest thing from the truth. But he seems to get it. He seems to understand it. And you know, I've told every Red Wing player, is no, I've told him this this year, I really think he has the best shot on the team. And I know that Anthony Mantha took that to heart. But I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying that. Um, Zadina, first year as a pro, where do you think he's at? I think he's done great. You know, it's not easy to step in ready to draft here and turn pro. You know, I think he's a guy that, uh, know, a little bit like Joe, too, where, you know, these, these kids, they come out of junior, and the majority, 98% of them, uh, they're not ready. They don't have pro habits. It's, it's the best league in the world for a reason. You know, you have to play on both sides of the puck. Um, you know, you, the, the, the play can't die with you. You have to be able to skate well enough. You have to be able to, uh, you know, to contribute. On, on both ends, and I think with 
with with Z, it's it, it's been a successful year because I look at where he was when he first got down mm-hmm. in Grand Rapids. Um, there was a lot of holes there as a pro, um, but he's worked hard. He's he's a great kid. He, he's he's open to coaching. Um, he's open to criticism. Uh, he's got a great drive, a good work ethic. He wants to get better, um, but he's just young. He's like anyone else. He needs to put on strength. Uh, with strength, it's going to come more speed. It's going to become, you know, and, and I think once he gets a little stronger, he's going to be able. His body's going to allow him to do more what his mind wants him to, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's a guy that's he's, he's going to score goals for the Detroit Red Wings. Um, we just hope sooner rather than later. So we're going to do everything <laughs> we can this summer to make sure he has a big summer and develop and, and, and push for a spot, uh, you know, on opening night. I want to ask you quickly about two more forwards. We have to get a few few defensemen and maybe a time for a goalie because, yeah. as I said, Sean's very, very busy at this time of year. Uh, uh, David Pope, last year's college free agent signing, great shot, power play goal, seems to have – tough first year as a pro. Is that, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, you know, I don't think he, he got off to the start that he wanted to. Um, you know, when we're healthy down there in Grand Rapids, we have a deep lineup. Um, there's lots of competition for spots. You know, we like it that way as an organization because we feel like, you know, good internal competition brings out the best. Um, you know, and I think for him, right now he's down on Toledo, uh, which is probably where he should be because he just needs to get his confidence mm-hmm. back. You know, it's not easy when you when you sit out a little bit, you don't get the minutes um, to, to – you know, you lose a feel for the puck, you lose a feel for the game. So I think it was good for him to go down there right now. Um, that's not an easy league either, but he's going to get obviously more ice time. Um, he's going to be in more offensive situations. And he's just got to get his confidence back. You know, Evgeny Shvechnikov lost a whole year. He's been hurt most of the time. I am not sure, is he still kind of your responsibility or because he's been on the big club that – you know, he's more in, in Red Wing land yeah. than he is in Sean Horkoff land. Yeah, we talk a lot, but he's not. I mean, he's up here. You right. know, he's – and if, I mean, maybe if he, if he was on the ice on a, on a more – if he was closer <laughs> right. to returning, right. um, which, which when, he, when he is, he'll be down in Grand Rapids, would, development would come more into, into play at that right. point. But right now he's rehabbing. Um, he's doing well. He's on schedule. I mean, that's a that's – a, you know, that's, that's a Red Wing issue up here because he's been up here the majority of the time. But when we're around, you know, we still talk to him. And I love, you know, he's, a, he's, he's got a great work ethic, and I know he's doing everything he can to get back with Right. Him. I mean, that's tough, losing a full yeah. year. Like, I mean, he's tried so hard to come back each and every time. But, boy, you know, you're, you know he's, he's going through some pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, exactly, especially at this point right now. I mean, the, the big thing for him is he needs to have a big summer, you know, a healthy summer where he can train uh, the way he wants to and so that he can be ready for, for training camp next year. All right, let's go to uh, – I know a guy that the, ex- the, the organization is pretty excited on drafted last year, defense. We're going to go to defense now very quickly. Jarek McIsaac, uh, you know, he also has had a pretty good year at, uh, in Halifax. I know <clears> recently <throat> in a playoff game he kind of lost his mind a little bit, which isn't bad. You know, just yeah. emotional wants that he cares. <laughs> but uh, McIsaac, surprised? Or because I, I think, you know, talking to Tyler Wright, you were pretty ecstatic that you got him when yeah. you got him. I mean, in the draft in the second round. Well, I wouldn't say. I, I'm not surprised, I think, because obviously when I first got a look at him in development camp, uh, you could tell right away there's a real good player here. You know, he's a guy that can skate. Yeah, he's just a good defenseman. He plays all situations. He moves the puck well. He's got good hockey sense. He can break the puck out. He's got good compete to him. He's just a good overall defenseman. So, no. And, and you know what? He's another guy, too. We worked hard with this year in his offensive game. Uh, well, both sides of the game. But, um, you know, I think his offense came a long ways this year. I think he finished 
second or close to second in the league uh, in defensive scoring. Um, and had a real good, I think about 10, 10 points above a, a point per game average. So uh, we're really happy with his progression. Uh, he's, on a, you know, he's on a team like Halifax. They're in a little bit of trouble right now in the first round, but they're hosting the Mem Cup. So, so they're in. he's going to play. <laughs> they're in, and uh, maybe they, they're, they're a little too confident at this point, and they're playing a little too loose. But he's Aren't gonna, they the best junior team in Canada, Halifax? Uh, I thought no, they were. The, no, not right now they're not. I mean, there's there's a couple teams in the queue that are probably – I mean, Drummondville's Joe's team is, is one Joe's of them. Is Joe's team one of them? Yeah, Miranda's okay. is another one. Um, but they have a good team. They definitely have a good right. team. Uh, but we'll see, uh, you know, if he's going to be, if he's going to have a long layoff here before the Mem Cup. Now is, I mean, is it, am, am I overreacting? I mean, could, is, is he on a fast track to the Red Wings? Let me ask well, you Well, yeah, that. but he, you know, he's got eligibility to go back to junior next right. year. So he's going to have to be a guy that makes the, similar situation to Rasmussen. So, um, yeah, for him, for Jared to make the, the Red Wings, he's going to have to have a, a really big summer because I think strength is, is definitely an issue for him right now. There's some, Things in, the, in his game that we've we've keyed on uh, this season to that we know he's going to have to do better in order to play pro. Um, but he's another kid that's great. He wants to do everything he can. He's he's going to spend some time here in Detroit this summer too, and and really uh, try to take his game to the next level. And he and Zadina were former teammates, so they're yep. they're, they're pretty tight, which is always a good thing. Yep. Okay, and uh, very quickly, let me ask you about a couple of more D, and then uh, yep. if I can, real real, real quick, uh, I I wanted to. Uh, uh, to um, ask you about Gustav Lindstrom. Yeah, you know, he, he actually got off to a real good start this year. was playing good quality minutes up there, top pairing minutes in Forlunda. Then he got injured, missed six weeks of an injury, uh, came back with only, I think, three games left before the playoffs. Um, and it, it kind of came back early, trying to get ready for the playoffs. And right now they're, they just won the first round, but he hasn't played yet. I don't think he's up to par uh, condition-wise and, and, and with his knee in that. But, but we're really happy with him and where he's at. Okay, uh, uh, you know I'm, I'm jumping all over now, but uh, real, real, real quickly, Dennis Chalowski was here. Dennis was here for, you know, a, a good majority of the season. Yeah. Needed a little more development down in Grand Rapids. Seems to have agreed with him. Uh, Cholo just uh, yeah, just he, needs time. He just needs time. Exactly. It's a hard league to play defense in. You know, you got off to a great. Uh, he's another one too that's really committed himself for the last two summers. I think it showed. He, he had a fantastic training camp, made the wings at a camp, and then just a, a few of the deficiencies in his game over the course of 55, 60 games showed up, um, and he needed time to go down to Grand Rapids and work on them. And that's that's where he's at right now. You know, they have a good team down there. Uh, he's going to play some some big important games in the playoffs. Um, but he's a, he's another bright spot for us, and he's got a big future with Detroit. All right, and I want to ask you about one goalie, Philip Larson, University of Denver. All he's doing is shutting teams out yeah. in the NCAA tournament. His statistics are unreal. They yeah. have been even the USHL. I know he copped an attitude a couple of years ago when Team Sweden didn't even know who he was at the summer showcase, and he ended up being their best goalie. Attitude-wise, he'd be a Red Wing already, I think, but uh, it, Goalie of the future, and I know that you know yeah. you really rely well, goalies, on your goalies are fickle. You know, right, right. Like, and they take time. So he's a very good prospect for us, if not our top goalie prospect. He's had a great year this year. Um, you know, he's playing a lot more and regularly right now, and he seems to have really taken that on. And 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 his role, his confidence has grown because he's playing great right now. Denver's on a nice run. They're gonna have a tough game here uh, coming up in the semis. 
or yeah, of the of the you know the final four. Tournament. Yeah, the Frozen then, Four. Yeah. Frozen Four, I should say. Sorry. Well, you got and, uh, state basketball yeah, on the exactly, mind. I, I get exactly. it. But uh, you know, he, he's been fantastic. He's he's like I said, he's he's had a great year for us. It's exciting because obviously it's an important position for any organization. Well, Sean Horcock, Director of Player Development for the Red Wings. Thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. And we'll have to have you on like really soon because we we hardly it's just a thumbnail today. Thanks, Sean. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, sir.